Well, hey, everyone, and welcome to episode number 20 of Your Questions, God's Questions. 20th question is today, and we are uh, July the 7th, the year 2020. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in, and I always invite you to share this with others. You know, I'm having a great, uh, uh, great conversations with people as a result of these uh these little uh, devotions that we're doing together. So I, I encourage you to share them with others. Hit that little share button on Facebook or whatever platform you may be listening to, uh, Podbean and uh, Apple Podcasts. We are there, and we put it on our website at citypointchurch.ca. So question number 20. Um, does the Bible demean women? Does it speak in a condescending fashion toward women? Is God a misogynist? I mean, is is he is he talking down on women? Are there prohibitions uh, on things that women, uh, uh, behaviors of women, or dress, or things like this, or they can't preach, or they can't teach? Is the Bible, uh, in general, speak down and condescend and demean women? Now, you're probably saying, well, you're a pastor. You're obviously going to say no. Well, I'm going to stretch your thinking a little bit uh, and say, well, yes and no. Um, It's a bit of a tricky question. And the question uh, actually came in this way. It was, does the Bible uh, teach that women can't wear jewelry or pants? Um, but that brings up a broader subject because when you read the passages that talk about, uh, you know, the jewelry, for example, um, they bring up a bigger subject and that is, uh, does the Bible teach negatively and condescendingly and does it demean women? I say yes and no, because the Bible is a very, very big book. It's 66 sub books in the one in the one canon, the Protestant canon of Scripture, 39 Old Testament, 27 New Testament. And the Bible uh, has all different forms of literature in it, and the Bible records all kinds of different things. Um, It records the behavior of men who are indeed demeaning toward women. That doesn't mean that God is demeaning toward women. It just means the Bible is recording an instance where you have women being demeaned you see this in the old testament you see this in the new testament and uh, the the fact of the matter is that um, uh, in the bible we have a culture uh, the ancient middle eastern culture was was quite condescending toward women and also to children Um, and so for example uh, we know historically a woman's testimony was invalid in a court of law, uh, at least in the time of the New Testament, for sure. It, it didn't carry the clout as that of a man, right? And there's all kinds of things you can read <clears throat> from ancient rabbis uh, around the time of, of Jesus where women were looked on in a very negative sense. Now, does that mean God does? Just because in the Bible it records something like that, does that mean God does? And we have to be very careful to distinguish because God certainly does not in any way, shape, or form demean women. So let me show you two two passages uh, that are used in this question. 
One of them is in um, 1 Timothy chapter 2. This is Paul's, uh, one of pa- Paul's supposed, uh, or what we call the pastoral epistles, uh, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and Titus. And uh, this is a letter to Pastor Timothy. He pastors a church in Ephesus. And this is what he says, and this is the verse that people often use. Uh, and uh, here it is. I also want the woman to dress modestly with decency and propriety, adorning themselves not with elaborate hairstyles or gold or pearls or expensive clothes, but with deeds appropriate for women who profess to worship God. Aha, you see, and so people take this verse and they say, you know, women shouldn't dress beautifully, they shouldn't wear jewelry, they shouldn't do their hair nicely, and all this kind of thing. You see, God says this. This is in his word, right? Um, well, First <laughs> Timothy has a context. This is what we call, uh, an, an okay, there's an occasion for Paul to write to Timothy. He is a pastor of a church in Ephesus. And Ephesus is a city with a lot of problems, and it's a city where you have a lot of Gentiles who came out of a out of a pagan background, and uh, became followers of Jesus. We also see in First Timothy that there were some women who were causing problems, some severe problems in the church, and they may have actually been connected to the false teaching that Paul had uh, commanded Timothy to combat. Um, and so there is an occasion to this this letter, and so it is quite likely that he's dealing here with a specific situation and a cultural situation that is particularly relevant to first century Ephesus, because if God was against women making themselves look beautiful, you'd have to deal with a lot of passages in the Bible where God wants women to look beautiful. So, for example, when when uh, the children of Israel are leaving Egypt, God tells them to take the jewelry. He tells them to take the jewelry for the women and for the children. Well, if God is against the wearing of jewelry and the, against the wearing of jewelry to look beautiful, why would he command them to take the jewelry in the first place? You see many instances in the Bible where uh, there's imagery uh, used of uh, a bride uh, making herself look beautiful. We see many beautiful women in the, the pages of the Bible, and God doesn't speak condescendingly against them or against the wearing of jewelry, for that matter. Uh, there are times where um, there is a type of dress that, culturally speaking, would actually have been used for a prostitute, and God speaks against that, uh, and there's you know, fairly obvious reasons why. But you cannot take this verse and say, aha, here we have proof positives, even in the New Testament, without again looking at First Timothy as a whole, looking at Second Timothy as a whole, and saying, well, wait a second here. Probably there was a cultural issue uh, that was being dealt with specifically in the church in Ephesus. Here's another one for you. And this is from First Peter chapter 3. And this is a book that we've been looking at on our Sunday morning services. And um, uh, here it is, First Timothy chapter 3, verse 3. Uh, your beauty, speaking to women or wives specifically, your beauty should not come from outward adornments such as elaborate hairstyles and the wearing of gold jewelry or fine clothes. 
Rather, it should be that of your inner self, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is of great worth in God's sight. Now, here is Peter speaking against wearing jewel, gold jewelry and fine clothes. No, he's saying your beauty should not come from these things. Your beauty should come from who you are on the inside. So he's not saying that you can't, a woman can't look beautiful at all. Uh, he's saying that ultimately beauty should come uh, from within. And so we can jerk these, these passages out of context and we can make God uh, look like he's demeaning toward women when he certainly isn't. Look at Jesus and the way Jesus dealt with women. I mean, look at, for example, the, uh, um, uh, the story of this Samaritan woman at the well. There, Jesus is dealing with uh, racism on the one hand, because there was racism between the Jews and the Samaritans. And on the other hand, he's dealing with gender issues because a Judean man could not could not uh, be alone with a with a, a, a Samaritan woman, even a Judean woman. And yet Jesus was. And the amount of uh, women that Jesus had around him in ministry is quite startling. Uh, it was women who first discovered the empty tomb, even though a woman's testimony was considered invalid in a court of law. Uh, in the book of Acts and in the book of Joel, in the Old Testament, the minor prophet Joel says God will pour out his spirit on all flesh, quoted in Acts chapter 2. Uh, your sons and daughters will prophesy, men and women. Uh, there's no distinction uh, between gender as if to say, well, the Holy Spirit will be poured out on men only, but not women. No, the Holy Spirit is poured out on men, on women, on the young, on the old, on children, regardless of gender, regardless of socioeconomic status, regardless of ethnicity, the Holy Spirit is poured out on people. Uh, Paul writes, there's neither Jew nor Gentile, male nor female, slave nor free. So if anything, uh, God is... is uh, uh, for uh, uh, women in a society where women were being demeaned. God is, is standing up for them. Uh, you see Jesus do very, very radical things in terms of how he treated and ministered to women. So uh, we have to be very, very careful. We have to read things in context and not jerk these verses out of their context and use them as leverage to accuse God. He is certainly not demeaning toward women, quite to the contrary. But a proper interpretation, a proper reading of the Bible will help you to understand this. That takes a little bit more work. But we read the Bible like we read a book. We have to appreciate context. We have to appreciate literary style. And in the case of the Bible, sometimes we have to go back in time and look at the history. Like, as we said before, uh, you know, what is the occasion of, uh, uh, of First Timothy, which is often used to try and, you know, pin God into a corner as if to say that he's demeaning toward women. So I hope that's helpful for you. The ultimate lesson is read things in context. The Bible is a book. God wrote a book and we've got to read it like a book. Only then will it be transformational uh, in our lives. So I trust that's been a blessing to you and uh, look forward to being with you again tomorrow for another episode it'll be number 21 wow of your questions god's questions until then god bless you